And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Welcome to the program, America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming here live here on the Really Real Deal, America's Big Dog for Talk Radio. And, uh, hey, it's that Christmas uh, season again uh, as you listen to a little bit of that uh, really, really beautiful song letting us know uh, what the reason for the season uh, truly is. And, uh, yeah, it's all about Mary's little baby boy, Jesus. And, uh, hey, welcome to the program, folks. And, uh Prayerfully, we're going to have an excellent program for you today, a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, I think the nation is still um, talking about and, you know, the funeral for uh, Bush. Uh, it's been a couple of days ago now, but uh, flags are still at half staff. And, you know, I think it appropriate to start out the program with a little bit about H.W. Um, Bush. Uh, well, actually, you know, the way I would do it is uh, it, it it's the issue is bigger than the man. Now, the man had some excellent qualities uh, that must be acknowledged and I think have been acknowledged, and I think it's wonderful. And in particular, the, the one of the best qualities, uh, they were married. He was 94 years old, and he and his wife were married for 73 years uh, before she died uh, earlier this year. So... That, I mean, many folks don't get to live 73 years, talk about being married for 73 years. And I think that's very, very, uh, that's wonderful. And in, an, in an age where, you know, later on in the program, we're going to talk about uh, the situation out in West Point, Virginia. Uh, a ninth grade girl wants to be called a boy. And the teacher who refused to say he or him to her, he got fired. Okay. And the school board voted 5-0. Now, how that got started, that's related to Bush, okay? But Bush represents a generation, okay? And his generation had none of that. His generation was a generation that it was very likely that you could, and not to say that everyone did it, you know, not that there, there's nothing, I never use a broad brush to paint, but we're speaking Generally, and I think it's acknowledged that his generation, the GI uh, generation, GI stands for government issue. Okay, because uh, you know when they were young, uh, they they were the generation that uh, provided the uh, did did a lot of the heavy lifting in in World War II. Um, 
you know, there there were other generations there that provided the leadership and the uh, and the middle management. But the grunts, the guys on the ground, the guys taking the brunt of the casualties, these were the guys that were like H.W. Uh, Bush, who was 18 years old uh, when he volunteered uh, to go. And he ended up being the youngest fighter pilot in the history of the United States of America, ended up getting shot down over uh, the Pacific, uh, literally a war hero. But when running for re-election against draft dodger, baby boomer, Bill Clinton could not bring himself, you know, he to, 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 to highlight that. Okay. He, he felt that would have been bragging, but hello. I mean, it's an election. Okay. It's a form of advertising. Okay. And so, but, uh, you know, it's from a more genteel era where, it was felt you didn't have to do that. And so in a, in a sense, a, an era, a, a communications era sort of passed by. And one of the reasons he lost reelection, because, I mean, after all, the Gulf War had just been won. His his approval rating was like 90 percent. But one of the things I remember like it was yesterday was that. Uh, and again, this is in, in Richmond, Virginia, my hometown. OK, University of Richmond. I remember this debate, you know. Some young punk with a ponytail. I don't know if he was a college student or a college professor. You know, he 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 lays out there a question about, you know, the president being our daddy. And George Bush, <laughs> a man's man, in spite of the um the neoliberal media uh writing articles with emblazoned great big words, the wimp factor. They tried to call this man uh you know, young, think about this now, youngest fighter pilot in the history of the United States of America. And they call him the man a wimp. OK, and he's going up against a true wimp. OK, uh, you know, whoremongering Bill Clinton, draft dodging Bill Clinton. OK, you, you, you can just put almost any negative thing beside Bill Clinton's name and you, you might get some pushback from some folks, but folks would have to acknowledge there's truth in it, okay? And this is what we deal with here, truth, okay? And so it was a clash of generations. And so this young generation with another young guy writing a headline, the wimp factor, and so now you have a wimp asking a question at a presidential debate at the University of Richmond in Richmond, Virginia, and the guy who jumped out of airplanes can't believe He's getting a silly little question like that, and he looks at his watch, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and that was the moment when he looked at his watch, and Bill Clinton, you know, young Bill Clinton could not wait to get to the microphone and and, and answer that guy's question, okay? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, yeah, I'll be your daddy. <laughs> and uh, it's it's unfortunate, Um you know, but and and that's not to say, you know, anyone that's listened to this program for years and, you know, we're starting our 11th year uh, on the air. So anyone that's listened to this program for any uh, amount of time, you know that I am not and have never been a big fan of the Bushes. OK, and but truth is truth. And I give credit where it's due, even if every now and then Obama did something right, I acknowledged it, okay? And so there was a lot that Bush did right, particularly the 73-year marriage, okay? His war record, 
All right. Uh, but I mean, even, you know, politically, no, not a whole lot there. OK, not a whole lot there. And, um, you know, I think uh, what a couple of weeks prior to his passing, we were uh, talking, as, as a matter of fact, uh, November 22nd, uh, right around Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving this year hit on November 22nd. And that's the uh, anniversary, 55th uh, anniversary of the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Not a whole lot said about that this year. And, you know, everything was supposed to be released after 50 years. I guess they figured after 50 years, all the main players would have passed on. But, you know, it, not a lot has been said about it. But in this program, we deal with truth. And H.W. was there, okay? And so now that uh, he's passed on, I would think he would be the very last key player to pass on. And so it, it's, you know, but, you know, he has a, a, a son who's a former president, uh, another son who's a former governor, there's still a force to be reckoned with. There are all types of people that uh, have that owe their political careers to the Bushes and are key players and operatives. And so my guess would be that they would still suppress uh, the truth about that coming out. And it's, I find it interesting that they're giving a lot of uh, pushback to uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi, who is a very good friend of this program, a gentleman that I've been honored to have as a guest, uh, I think at least 10 times over these 11 years that I've been broadcasting. And he wrote a great book on the 50th anniversary. Five years ago, I interviewed him on that book and uh, who shot John F. Kennedy. And, and you know, H.W. Bush was mentioned as uh, being one of the key players uh, that were that was in in uh, Texas that fateful day and uh, in the times leading up to it and Others were the Dulles brothers, uh, of course, LBJ, who was so slumped down in the limousine as it drove by that you could see Lady Bird, but you couldn't see LBJ because LBJ knew the shot was coming. OK, and uh, and so folks just pay all oh, well, the Warren Commission said it's just a lone actor. And I mean, really, you know, lone actor uh, has a job at the book depository. Uh, and just a coincidence, the presidential route goes in front of the book depository. I mean, just a coincidence, okay? No, no inside knowledge, you know. Our presidential routes are, are not announced until, you know, really they're not announced at all. They're just done, okay? <laughs> I mean, you just, you know, a Hollywood screenwriter could not come up with something um, this fantastic, and 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 we're told that. That's the truth. You know, lone actor. And, you know, of course, you know, the mobster comes out and shoots him dead. But, you know, that hopefully in the coming years uh, that will come out. But my feeling is that there's going to be uh, some uh, some further suppression of that. But anyway, what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break here. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to go through a little more of uh, and kind of flesh out the generational divide and how that has led to where we are today, where a, a sort of a passing of the torch of uh, a very, very uh, dignified man, uh, you know, not going to jump too much on his politics, but on uh, Clinton and, and how when Clinton won and H.W. Uh, did not get to be reelected, that was a decision that was made. By these United States of America, we decided, okay, we voted. It's just like there was a vote 2,000 years ago 
when they said, do you want Jesus or do you want Barabbas? And they said, give us Barabbas. Okay. And in 1992, it was asked, do you want this war hero, devoted husband, family values guy, or do you want this draft dodging whoremonger? They said, give us the draft dodging whoremonger. Okay. It was a decision. And so we have to live with the results of that decision. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. The glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God. And saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live as we listen to a little bit of a very, very beautiful rendition of What Child 
is this uh johnny mathis's uh version of that beautiful beautiful song and again i uh, just love this time of year and uh hey i want to remind you all that uh next week uh and by the way last week the lee brothers sat in did a fantastic job i want to say thank you to them and uh and i hope to see them at our fundraising event uh next week as a matter of fact i hope to see the whole uh wntw family uh, out there, all are invited, and uh, and you out there, you are invited. You get to see the Hatchet Man do the program live from our offices at the Virginia Christian Alliance Building, eighty six fifty nine Staples Mill Road, eight six five nine Staples Mill Road. That's right where Staples Mill intersects with Parham Road. Okay. And uh, very easy to find, very centrally located, uh, only three or four minutes off of 64 at the Staples Mill exit. Okay. And um, the um, event, of course, you know, 10 to noon, uh, we'll be broadcasting there. And uh, after the program is over, we will be there for two more hours, noon to two, for a time of fun and fellowship. And so uh, come on out, meet Haxim, uh, I'm going to say Haximus. Oh, uh, no, Maximus the Hatchet Hound, okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so looking very much, very much forward to that. But now back to uh, what I was sharing about this, uh, this transition that occurred with H.W. Uh, Bush, you know, and the, and the Bushes were, uh, treated by media members the way all Republicans are treated, okay? Uh, Eisenhower, who was Supreme Allied Commander, uh, I think you have to be pretty smart to, to, to be commander of all Allied forces, America, England, France, you know, Canada, everyone, okay? Supreme Commander, but when he becomes president, he's an, all of a sudden, he's called an amiable dunce by the neoliberal media, okay? And of course, uh, Ronald Reagan was Ronald Reagan. He's, you know, he's dangerous. He's a racist. He's, he can only read a cue card. He's dumb as well. Okay. Uh, H.W. Bush, he was treated, he was called similar names. He's mean. He's a racist. I mean, it's, it's the same old thing. His son, uh, G.W., same thing. Stupid. Uh, you know, neither Bush was very eloquent. But neither Bush was stupid. OK, uh, you know, no one that gets to be president is stupid. I never even uh, liked it when people called Obama stupid. Obama is wicked. He's not stupid. OK, you don't get to be president by being stupid. You just it just does not happen. OK, you just people have uh, different sets of values and they want to take the nation in different directions. One direction would be. Uh, the direction that I think was what the, the Bushes had in mind, I think maybe uh, in a misinformed way, you know, all this kind or gentler talk, but there's a direction that says freedom is a gift from God. And then there's a different opposite direction that says your freedom is whatever we in the government say your freedom is. Okay. And it's not difficult to figure out which political party leans in which direction okay it's it's not hard okay it's very easy 
All right. And I've been preaching it for 11 years. Well, longer than that, my friends will tell you they're so glad I finally got a microphone to say it in. <laughs> I've been saying it on the air uh, for, for over 10 years, uh, beginning our 11th year. And uh, as a matter of fact, the fundraiser we're having uh, next week, this is only our second fundraiser. Uh, you know, Mrs. Hatchett and I, we carried this program uh, alone for 10 years now. And uh, we had a, a, a we did have the help of a, a very small uh, group of donors, but for the most part, we carried it. And so but it, it's it gets more and more of a heavy lift. And uh, if anyone is aware, we're seeking to take over for the final two hours of the Michael Savage program Monday through Thursday uh, coming up in the new year. And so this is a really, really heavy lift. OK, and so. We are asking uh, you who who are out there and who like and believe in me being a true watchman on the wall. We're asking you to stand beside me as a watchman on the wall uh, with your prayer support, with your caller support and with your financial support. OK, and so this is uh, and so we've been, uh, you know, it's something that I've not really done a good job at is fundraising. And so. Uh, all this year, I've really tried to do a better job of that, and so we're we're having this this fundraising event. Uh, and again, my organization is the First Amendment Inc. And uh, you can go to our website and uh, find out about us. Uh, the Really Real Deal dot com is the website. The Really Real Deal dot com. And I see we're almost with what we have th- uh, two and a half minutes to get to the bottom of the hour break. And I promised you I would tie together what was um, the decision that, you know, know, this was not a conscious decision, but a decision nonetheless, okay? The nation decided it wanted to go away from the family values of the Bush family and go towards the the, the pseudo-values of the Clintons. And what you ended up with, was, you know, he started out with this don't ask, don't tell, uh, which was the toe in the sock in the United States military. And now it ends up when, you know, uh, a few years later, when Barack Obama is president, he has a homosexual as secretary of the army. Okay, so you go from George Washington says no homosexuals in the army. Bill Clinton says, well, you can come in if you stay quiet about it. Barack Obama says you can be in charge of it. And now in West Point, we have a teacher getting fired because he refuses to call a girl he. Okay, it's crazy. We're going to take our bottom of the hour news break. And when we come back, we're going to have a fantastic uh, guest to discuss his book, The End of Life as We Know It. Load. 
Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, and as promised, folks, we have a Big Dog Really Real Deal guest uh, joining us right now. Uh, we are blessed to have Dr. Michael Gillen. Uh, Dr. Gillen, um, he has quite a resume. Uh, for years, he was an award-winning Harvard physics instructor, and an ABC News Emmy Award-winning science correspondent. And he hosted the History Channel series, Where Did It Come From? Okay, Produced a movie, a very acclaimed movie, Little Red Wagon. And he's also a best-selling author, okay? Bridges to Infinity, Five Equations That Changed the World. His first novel was The Null Prophecy. And the gentleman also has a B.S. in physics from UCLA and a M.S. and a Ph.D. in physics, math, and astronomy from Cornell. Phew! Okay. And you check him out at michaelgillen.com. And uh, Dr. Gillen, thank you so much for joining us to share your latest book, The End of Life as We Know It. Well, Craig, good morning to you, and if you could see me now, I'm smiling from ear to ear. I'm so honored to be on your show. Thank you for inviting me, and thank you for the very generous uh, introduction. I am nothing without the Lord, and I just want to acknowledge that anything that I have become or am or will be is due to His uh, grace and His love for me, and so I, I really am so pleased. Yes, sir. Amen. Yeah, exactly. right yes, here, sir. right here in the Christmas season, or well, as I like to call it, the Christmas season. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love that. Yeah. I love that. You know what? I know that's not what we're going to talk about, but you, uh, years ago, I decided to get rid of all the Santa Clauses and all that stuff. You know, I, I would go all out and decorating the house. I mm-hmm. was really, uh, I like that. I like my Christmas fanatic, you know? Yeah. I love Christmas and I love what it stands for and what it means and, uh, we had just our young son, and I would go all out with the lights and the Santa Clauses and the reindeer and the whole nine yards. And then years ago, I just stopped. I told my wife, what am I doing? Mm. What am I doing? I'm promoting a secular Christmas, you know? Yeah. And so I got rid of all that, and I bought myself a full-size nativity scene from Bethlehem, Israel. And I still have it. And just the other day, I put it up. Mm. And I wish you could see it. It's beautiful, and it's the only decoration I have. It's the only decoration I need because yeah. it proclaims the real reason for the season. Yeah, that's what we have. Except I built mine, yes. and uh, you know, oh, my, well, that's yeah, my different. wife was. Uh, well, I can't say she was laughing, but she was pleasantly musing that she said, "Check you out. You're putting a roof on Jesus's house." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Well, I so. wish I could see that. All right, well, well, so we're agreed on all that. But again, thank you for having me on oh, the show. I'm really looking pleasure. forward to our conversation. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, this, uh, you, you, you break this book down into how man, it's, it's almost like, you know, when you look at Angel of Light, Lucifer. You know, and if if light is 
you know, can be taken two ways. It could be taken as a spiritual light or as a knowledgeable uh, light. But in, in either case, you know, Satan is not a dummy. No, and, no, not at all. Yeah. And so and I try to get folks to see this all the time that, you know, we want to just say, well, this is just stupid or this is just evil or this is just repulsive. And so what happens is we don't have any understanding of things that are undermining us. And it seems that you are the guy that can help bring understanding. Well, I really thank you for that, Craig. That's my hope. You know, the book uh, is The End of Life as We Know It, and and it may uh, come across to people like it's all gloom and doom, and it is not. Okay, I want to say there's a lot of good stuff out there. I talk about a man who lost his arms and is now being given uh, these wonderful neuroprosthetics. These are arms that he can move with his thoughts because they're computerized. So there's a lot of good stuff in there, and I want people to read the book so that they can benefit, mm-hmm. benefit from the good stuff uh, that the good Lord has uh, allowed us to invent, okay? But there is, unfortunately, sad to say, a lot of very troubling stuff. Mm-hmm. And I talk about four areas. You're right. I talk, number one, about the World Wide Web mm-hmm. um, and all that comes with it, the social media, the whole nine yards. And then number two, I talk about artificial intelligence and robots. That's mm-hmm. a big one. Mm-hmm. Number three, I talk about surveillance technology and spy technology and privacy. And, and, number and how four, we, and we voluntarily, we kind of do that to ourselves. Can you imagine that? Uh, I, I mean, that, you know, and I and I wrote a an op-ed on Fox News um, about two, three weeks ago. People could find it online. But, mm-hmm. uh, Craig, I talk about that. I mean, listen, I tell the story of a little girl in Dallas, Texas. She's all of about seven years old, and uh, the parents bought their, uh, a little Amazon Echo. It's one of those little voice-activated assistants you put in the house. And you, Alexa, tell me the temperature. Alexa, play the music for me. Alexa, order me a pizza, this sort of mm-hmm. thing, you know, like a, as if it's a genie in your house, and it does whatever you want it to do, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so this little girl, of course, takes advantage of it. She's just a kid. I don't blame her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, Alexa, order me a dollhouse. Uh, Alexa, order me a, a, a bunch of cookies and all this stuff. And the parents were clueless. All of a sudden, the stuff starts arriving at the house. The parents freak out. Now, <laughs> I ask you, Brother Craig, you tell me now, what would your reaction be? My reaction as a parent would be, Listen, sweetheart, you don't do that, and I would ditch the uh, Amazon Echo. I'd get mm-hmm. rid of it. I don't need. I don't need somebody to order a pizza for me. I'm not that lazy. Yeah. And uh, you know, seriously, and and but I quote the mother in the book, and the book is full of stories like this. It's, mm-hmm. it's not just um, uh, numbers and all. No, it's full of real life stories. And I quote the mother as saying, "Well, she says we now have to whisper around Alexa." Oh, that was her takeaway. Oh, my goodness. God. You That's invite Big Brother into your house. <laughs> and and now like you've got to tiptoe around your own house and whisper in your own house. Now, how yeah. dumb is that? At huh? least, and look, at least the East Germans, <laughs> when they were whispering around the Stasi, they didn't invite the Stasi into the house. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I, in my op-ed, I talk about now how the Chinese, now this is serious. Oh, is I remember hearing about up. the Chinese. Yeah, please yes, tell, tell the audience. <clears throat> well, the U.S. Congress uh, ordered an investigation 
of these devices. Now, they're called the Internet of Things, IoT. I talk about them because they all use the Internet to work, including that Amazon Echo that I just talked about. Mm -hmm. And there are 8 billion of them now. We're buying them. And now this is Christmas season. You can only imagine people going to the malls right now and saying, well, I want to get Uncle Henry one of them smart watches, or I want to get Aunt uh, uh, Tizzy a smart television and smart uh, coffee pot and a smart uh, lawnmower and a smart uh, vacuum cleaner, and it goes on and on. And and we we think we're doing a great thing, but what people don't realize is that all these devices I've mentioned and many more, toys, by the way, this Mm -hmm. parents listening right now, parents, grandparents, please listen to what I'm about to tell you. I advise against you going out there and buying your child a so-called smart toy. These work through the Internet, and I tell stories in the book. These are real-life stories where hackers come in, and they can invade your child's privacy. We don't have time to get into it now, Mm -hmm. but I'm telling you, read the book, and it'll raise the hair on the back of your neck. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, in this op-ed, this U.S. Congressional Committee investigated the Chinese and discovered, lo and behold, the Chinese military, they're not stupid. Mm -hmm. They're not stupid, Brother Craig. They are now using these devices that we are bringing into our homes voluntary and, by the way, paying big bucks for them, Mm -hmm. right? We are paying big bucks to bring these things into our home. They're voice-activated. They have microphones. They have little cameras. You know, and they do wonderful things, right? But they also listen in on you, Mm -hmm. and they watch you. And the Chinese now are figuring out ways. They're already doing this, but it's now a big goal for the Chinese military to now hack into all these devices to spy on us in our own homes. Mm -hmm. Now, we need to be aware of that, okay? Now, again, this book is not Dr. Michael Gillen's opinion about anything. My opinion doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. What matters are the facts. What I tell, I talk about the facts in this book. I have a, more than a thousand footnotes, more than a thousand footnotes that confirm everything in this book. Mm-hmm. If you want to pursue it for further details, you can. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what's happening. We are bugging our own lives, and I mean down to the most intimate details. I don't want to even talk about it on the radio. But it's in the book, okay? Mm -hmm. And we are doing this unaware of the fact that there are people out there, malefactors, modern-day Lucifers, who are using the computer, right, to hack into these so-called home security systems. We're putting up cameras around our own homes, Mm -hmm. thinking we're going to make them safe. Well, maybe we do make them a little bit safer. Mm -hmm. But bear in mind, folks, those cameras that you are installing in your home to protect you against intruders mm-hmm. are being turned against you. Wow. Somebody can watch you, okay? And this is what now And I was people, look, and I've been thinking about getting one of those. Well, thank wow. you, Brother Craig. I'm telling you, I have resisted for that mm-hmm. very reason because those security can again I have stories in this book. People who bought these home security systems to think they're make their home safe. They put cameras inside, outside. They have the little door bell thing now, the nest. You know, you see them being advertised right now. Yes, because this you is do. a big season for all of this stuff. Ding dong, ding dong. Okay. You can be in your office and somebody rings the front doorbell and then you can look on your smartphone. Oh, well, it's uh, Uncle Henry. No worries. Oh, but mm-hmm. no, it's an intruder. Let me call the police. It all sounds so beguiling, but. Again, to use your reference, Brother Craig, 
And I don't listen. I'm a I'm a physicist. Okay, mm-hmm. so you might call me an intellectual, but I'm also a Christian who takes his faith very seriously. Now look at what Lucifer did in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. He wasn't stupid. Look at how he talked to Adam and Eve. Oh, yeah. don't worry about he was it. Subtle. Oh, don't nothing's going to happen to you. Just take a little bite out of the apple. Doesn't mm-hmm. it look delicious? Oh okay. yeah. Did, did <laughs> well, God really mean that? You know, he <laughs> oh he was he right. was smart. Yeah, well, yeah. Now, well, now that's listen. What's going on right now because these shiny objects are now like the apple. Oh, buy yourself one of them smart doorbells. It'll protect you. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I just want listen. It's up to people to make their own decisions. I'm not here to tell them what to do. Okay, mm-hmm. they're grown ups. But what this book does is it opens their eyes to what's going on. Now, after they read it, they mm-hmm. want to buy it. Well, good luck. God bless you. But at least you, you're, you're going to be able to protect yourself to some degree, even if you bring these devices into your home. Right. Now, listen, I, we need to take a quick break. Can you hold over yes, for a few more minutes on the other side? Great, great. For you, we, anytime. All yes, right. I appreciate yes. it. Well, folks, if you're just joining us, we have Dr. Michael Gillen. The book is The End of Life as We Know It, and you can get him at michaelgillen.com. We're going to take a real quick break, and we will be right back. A man... And his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. we 
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. Would like to remind you again as you listen to our giving ad right there uh, this time of year. Uh, you know, we play that ad all the time where we include others, uh, not just us, you know, uh, my organization, the First Amendment, Inc., I know I'm not the only one with my shoulder to the grindstone trying to do the Lord's work out here. So we ask you in this giving season to just uh, give beyond measure, give uh, to the bell ringers, uh, you know, just every opportunity you have to give, give. And, uh, and in your giving, if some of that can fall our way to help us stay on the air to sling the hatchet of truth. And, um, you know, our fundraiser is coming up next Saturday uh, as we expand to uh, five days a week. Uh, we would really, really appreciate you standing with me as a watchman on the wall. So, and with that, we're going to say, um, hey, if you're just joining us, we have Dr. Michael Gillen. The book is The End of Life as We Know It. And uh, Dr. Gillen, thank you so much for staying over uh, with us. Uh, this all is just so uh, fascinating. And, uh, you know, several years ago, uh, I think I, I think I saw this on the 700 club that if you took the, uh, the alphabet and enumerized it, uh, a being one and Z being 26, and then you added up the numerical value of the word computer, it equals 666. And I, I did it. And as a matter of fact, I didn't do it just once. I did it several times. And <laughs> I mean, and then, and then years later, I did it again. It's like, did I dream that? And, <laughs> and it equals oh. 666. <laughs> well, you know, our, our Jewish brothers and sisters, they believe in the Kabbalah, you know, uh, with the, the numerical significance of words. Mm-hmm. So I would be very interested to know from my Jewish friends what they think about that. But boy, I haven't done that exercise, Brother Craig. Uh, you got, you to got to do me. it. I'm, I'm writing that down as my homework. <laughs> I'm going to talk because that's the first time I've ever heard of that. It wouldn't surprise me. But listen, you know, uh, <clears throat> and this is in English. Can you imagine? Yeah. You know. Can you imagine? Yeah. You know, when you go to the original languages that mm-hmm. that this was written in. Yes. Now listen. I don't want your listeners getting the wrong impression, because I know you and I both understand the value of technology. I really Yes, yes. The, we can't drive uh, horse and buggy. We, yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct. Because a lot of people were killed in the horse and buggy days and so forth and so on. So we're not trying to demonize technology. But we have, and you said something in the commercial break that really caught my ear, and I want to underline what you said uh, with a hearty amen mm-hmm. that, as Christians, the Lord expects the best from us, mm-hmm. not the second best. And that means being well-informed. And I like the way you said it in the commercial. I don't remember exactly the words you used, but you, the way it came across to me is mm-hmm. that we are called to be well-informed. We are yes. called to be leaders, not followers. This is true. You see, you cannot be an enlightened leader unless you inform yourself. And that's Salt and light. This book. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. And... The thing is, with this book, it will open your eyes to the kind of world, well, let's put it like this. Uh, 
you know, it's like in the Christmas Carol, the story uh, by Charles Dickens. You know, the the Christmas there was the Christmas past, the Christmas present, and then there was the Christmas future. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the question that uh, by then, of course, old uh, uh, Scrooge is getting kind of unhinged, mm-hmm. and by the time Christmas future comes along, and he begs Christmas future, are these the things that must be or only can be? In other words, he was asking. Does it have to be this way? Can he change it? Can we change it? And by golly, that's what I'm hoping to do with this book, Mm -hmm. that I'm hoping that people's eyes will be open, especially, I'm now speaking to a fellow Christian, the Lord expects us to be leaders. Well, you ask yourself, where where are we leading the world? Okay, Mm -hmm. are we putting up Santa Claus, in which case we're leading the world towards a more secular Christmas? Or are we putting up nativity scenes, in which case we're leading the world towards a more religious, uh, meaningful uh, Christmas, right? Right. Uh, those are little little things what I'm saying to you. Mm-hmm. Now, you talk about the computer, all right? The computer can be evil. It can be used for evil purposes. I talk about that book where Facebook comes up with Facebook Live and, and Zuckerberg comes out with this magnificent statement, very idealistic, very starry-eyed. Well, this is going to bring the world together now. You will be able to experience the world through the eyes of a, an Ethiopian, and an Ethiopian will be able to experience the world uh, through the eyes of you. And it sounds also warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. But now we look at what, what, what are people using Facebook Live for? They're using it to, to stream live suicides, mm-hmm. uh, homicides. You remember that out of Chicago, I think, those teenagers who tortured that poor kid who had Down syndrome live? On I Facebook remember. Live? And, Remember and, that? And, and the Muslim world, they stream live yeah. uh, burning people, beheading people, drowning people yeah. in cages with underwater yeah. cameras. That's the evil. That's the evil in computers. But by informing ourselves, Brother Craig, what I'm hoping, and maybe I'm just being optimistic, but I am an optimist. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that then by being informed about the good, the bad, and the ugly of this technology, we can help lead the world to use it in good ways, not mm-hmm. bad ways, not evil ways. Yeah. That's my hope. But you can't be a leader unless you know what's going on. Hey, and, but- and, and, and by the way, the fourth segment that I deal with in the book is genetic engineering. Woo! Frankenstein. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's opening Pandora's box all, almost literally. Yes, but do you see what I'm saying? Does it, does I it do. make sense what I'm saying? That well, you I know, as leaders, as Christians, we're leaders. And another thing, you know, that old saying, the uh, a, a lie has gone around the world five times before the truth puts its pants on. And so if you take that analogy and, and, and take it with technology, you yeah. you see people use technology for 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 things you know, for example, my smartphone, I get all types of, I get texts, I get calls, I get, I mean, they try to send me pornography. I mean, oh, yeah. and I just, yeah. same thing on the marijuana, computer. Right. Yeah, somebody wants me to buy marijuana stocks. Uh, wow. I'm supposed to go and get rich by getting, yeah. hooking people on drugs. I mean, some Ooh. people fall for that. I don't. But, yeah. you know, it's, um, so... These people, you know, the I mean, the, the the most wicked thing called a computer virus, someone sitting down figuring out how he can yep. take your computer instrument that you bought for good and for convenience yep. and for economy 
and for improving your life. And he wants to figure out how he can hack into it and steal the money out of your bank account or, you know, figure out what your daughter is doing so he can track her. I mean, yes. Or steal your identity. All those things. Brother Craig, you put your finger right on it. But here again, here again, I'm speaking to you this very minute through my smartphone. Now, praise the Lord for that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and the Bible says that the Lord will not come back until the gospel has been preached around the world. Now, think about that. In the first century, if you were living in the first century, that would seem pretty far-fetched. You'd say to yourself, well, how in the world can I preach the gospel all around the world? That's a lot of miles. You can and do it I now. By horse and buggy and mule and all that. But now we can do it. Well, so what I'm saying is that I believe, and I'm, I, I've given this a lot of thought, but I believe that the Lord is going to use this technology somehow to bring about that second coming. In other words, what I'm saying to you is that things are possible now with technology that were not 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Bible prophecy, many of those prophecies that may have seemed far-fetched 2,000 years ago mm-hmm. are not so far-fetched after all. So again, what we need to do as Christians is open our eyes to the good, the bad, the ugly— Use the good mm-hmm. to spread the word of the Lord, to spread the gospel like we're doing right now, speaking the way we are, right? And then to rise up against the evil uses of this technology. So don't de- we don't want to demonize technology across the board. Listen, I had an operation where they used a robot and a laser. Well, praise the Lord for that, because mm-hmm. now I'm feeling fantastic, okay? Mm-hmm. So we're not about demonizing, and I don't want your listeners or any of those, uh, any of my Christian brothers and sisters out there to think that I'm somehow preaching demonizing technology. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I believe the Lord will use the good in technology mm-hmm. to bring about His second coming. But we must as Christians, lead the world in that direction and away from the evil uses of technology. Mm. That's what my whole book is about, brother. Yeah, yeah. Well, folks, we really hope you all uh, go out and buy this book and, uh, you know, maybe get two copies since it's the Christmas season and one for for your family and and one for uh, a friend's family uh, or your your kid in college. And, uh, you know, any final words or how folks can get in touch with you? It's really been great. I have thoroughly enjoyed having you, and uh, and we hope we can have you again. Well, uh, the honor is all mine. Really, genuinely, uh, Brother Craig, this has been an honor and a pleasure. Uh, I just invite people to think about giving it as a gift. I like what you just said about a college kid. A lot of college Listen, I have a 19-year-old, mm-hmm. and they are lost in space, Dr. Yeah. Uh, Brother Craig. They are lost in space. This book can help open their eyes. I, in fact, I dedicated this book to my 19-year-old son. Oh. But the final thing I want to say again is, listen, I grew up in the poor part of Los Angeles, East Los Angeles, but by the grace of God, I became what I am today, and I have the privilege of talking to people like you, I want to encourage you to do what you're doing. Well, thank you you're so going much. To five days a week. Yes. Oh, Lord, I want to encourage all the listeners to please support Brother Craig. You don't know how rare it is to be able to be on thank the radio and have this kind of conversation. Praise the Lord. and Amen. God bless you, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, 
a white horse. There's a man going round taking names, and he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, hey, folks, another really real deal big dog guest, okay? Uh, I'm telling you, I have read many, many books on Islam, the jihadists, and Jamie Glassoff. I mean, we are just so blessed to have him. This gentleman is a history Ph.D., specializes in Russian, U.S., and Canadian foreign policy. He's editor of Front Page Magazine. He's also author of United in Hate, the Left's Romance with Tyranny and Terror. And he's the host of the TV web show, The Glazov Gang. And so welcome to our program, uh, Jamie Glazov. Thank you so much for joining us. It's an honor to be here, Brother Craig. Yeah, and this latest book of yours, The Jihadist Psychopath. I mean, this is like um, really, really uh, a very apt description of these people because they they perfectly fit what even Jesus Christ himself actually said, that there would be a day when there would be people that would seek to kill you and that they would think that they were doing God a favor. Well, yes, that is very true, Brother Craig. And um, look, I studied psychopaths for many years, and then because I was studying jihad and sharia, all of a sudden some lights started to go off in my head, and I began to see that exactly how psychopaths behave and how they romance and seduce and capture mm-hmm. and devour their victims is exactly what jihad and islam is doing to the west today yeah um and there's a lot of steps you know they play you know playing the victim and a whole bunch of tactics oh and it's, it's you exactly spell it out so beautifully the the pity card the victim card i mean absolutely yeah and they are like they are uh they're almost untouchable okay and particularly in academia and media, in places where these nitwit neoliberals have absolute control, you can you can say anything against a Christian, but, oh, you better not even. I mean, a, a friend of mine put up a billboard in Texas, uh, and, and it didn't mention Islam. It did not mention Muslim. It just said, the perfect man, the perfect man married a six-year-old girl, the perfect man murdered uh, and beheaded 600 people. The perfect man says it's okay to lie, cheat, and steal. And the Muslim community went ape crazy in Texas. And Muhammad was not mentioned. Islam was not mentioned. But this is what millions of people seek to emulate the life of this man who lived 1,400 years ago. And, And some of them we elect. What, we have three of them are members of Congress now? Absolutely, Brother Craig. And what I'm very interested in 
is the role of the left and how the left aids and abets this monstrous ideology. And they're in league with them, and the left is facilitating this stealth jihad against us. And, you know, my, I, I consider my obligation and my duty to expose what the left is all about because they're doing a lot of damage. Obama did a lot of damage. Yes. And I thank God every day that Trump is uh, in power now. And uh, he's in the way. He's in the way of what this unholy alliance wants to do. And yeah. that's the left in Islam. And Trump's in their way. Yeah. Now, do you think he's cleaned the hornet's nest out because Obama had a tremendous hornet's nest of um, um, Muslim Brotherhood operatives? Um, uh, Hillary's uh, best friend or girlfriend or whatever she is, Huma Abedin, her family, her family has obvious uh, ties to the Muslim Brotherhood. Um, the, uh, the, the uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz had hired a guy uh, who had access to all the DNC computers, Muslim Brotherhood. And, they, and these guys have fled the country, and they were paid millions and millions of dollars, uh, you know, to do the wickedness that they were doing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, look, uh, under Obama, he enabled and oversaw all of this. The, uh, the U.S. government was just saturated, filled with the Muslim Brotherhood. Stephen Coughlin has written a book, Catastrophic Failure, where he doc documents all of this step by step. So we're not even close to cleaning out that swamp because the government is saturated with this. But Trump's the right man, and he's been bringing in some really good people like John Bolton and other people. There's a huge battle ahead because they're, 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 they've infiltrated mm. uh, big time. And so this is a huge concern because during the Obama administration, the Muslim Brotherhood was actually really, uh, you know, they, they were actually advising the Muslim, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the Obama administration on foreign policy. It's just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. How about the, um, the training manuals for the FBI and the CIA? Uh, have they been updated? Because under Obama, any reference to radical Islam had been purged. You could not even go and teach and train a new recruit, a new recruit that, uh, for example, the Quran tells a Muslim it's okay to lie. Okay, so if you're going to go and interrogate a Muslim, wouldn't you have to know that his holy book says he can lie to you? Absolutely, brother Craig. You're you're right on. And this this was just awful. And uh, it just crippled us because the Muslim Brotherhood front groups approached the administration in 2000 and, uh, and 11, right around that time. And they said, hey, look, we want to see your training manuals, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they came back after looking at all of them and they told the Obama administration, remove all of these things. Hmm. And all references uh, had gone to jihad, Islam, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and we know what Sun Tzu ta taught us. Mm -hmm. He taught that you have to label the enemy, you have to make a threat assessment, yes. and we were unable to do that during the Obama administration. And San Bernardino, the Boston Marathon massacre, all of that did not have to happen. Now a lot still needs to be done, but Trump has really showed some good signs because he has started, and as we know, he has mentioned radical. Islam several times, and that's a very, very promising thing, because as we know, under the Obama administration, they wouldn't even say the word. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so now, why, 
what I don't understand is why does it take so long? It, it would seem to me you could there be a paper trail. And well, the first thing is that it took too long to get rid of all of the Obama holdovers. I mean, yeah. if I if I were the president, I would not only fired them all, I would have taken their security clearances every, just on GP and let that be the new way that things are done in Washington. Well, absolutely, Brother Craig. Look, there's a lot of people in the way. Yes. I mean, even look at Mueller, et cetera, et cetera, what's going on. Uh, there's a lot of people in the way, and, and that's the most basic way to say it. And Trump, he, he's alone. He's got some really good people around him. But a huge battle is ahead because of everything that happened under the Obama administration. So this is going to take a very, very big battle. And what I'm dedicated to and what I show in Jihad a Psychopath is that at the culture at large, whether it's Hollywood or academia or the establishment media, the higher culture, it's controlled by the left. And so this is a huge battle that we're facing to tell the truth. And mm-hmm. uh, telling the truth comes at a very high cost now. Yeah, it does. It, 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 it really does. Now, can you hold over for a few more minutes while we take a really, really quick commercial break? No problem. I need all the rest I can get. Oh, okay. All right. Well, if you're just joining us, folks, we have Jamie Glazov. The book is Jihadist Psychopath. We will be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Attention tradesmen, since 2009, CodeUpdateForYou.com has provided continuing ed courses to renew your fuel, gas, plumbing, electrical, or HVAC card. CodeUpdateForYou.com aims for simplicity from sign-up to course completion and sends in your results for you. With CodeUpdateForYou.com, you can complete your course from your home or work computer 24-7 at your own pace, experience great customer service, and get your required CEU credits by going to CodeUpdate, number four, letter U.com. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you.
Back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live as we listen to a little bit of that smooth, velvety voice of Nat King Cole here as we are uh, celebrating the Christmas season, but uh, having a really, really tough conversation here, a necessary conversation. Uh, these folks, they don't stop uh, just because we're celebrating. As a matter of fact, they crank up when we celebrate, but uh, we uh, want to welcome back. And uh, if you're just joining us, we have Jamie Glazov. Uh, his latest book is The Jihadist Psychopath. And thank you so much for staying over. Thank you, Brother Craig. Yeah, yeah. Now, for the young uh, in the audience uh, who have been taught you know, their whole life they've been taught tolerance. Never mind that the people that teach them tolerance are intolerant, okay? But right. they shove tolerance down their throats uh, to make them as uh, sheep to be led to slaughter. So share with them what the psychopath, how does the psychopath view them and their tolerance based on what the perception of the psychopath is of their relative strength or weakness in a particular targeted nation based on if they, they are one to two percent of the population own up to when they become 40 to 50 percent of the population of a nation that they target. How, how does their behavior change, how, how mm. they present themselves Absolutely. That's a dead-on question in terms of this problem. You know what? In answering that, I would start with this. There's a, in terms of the left, there's a diabolical foundation there because it goes back to the first lie. And that lie happened in the Garden of Eden. You can be God. Mm -hmm. And you see now, now Satan, he, he put that that virus and that poison in, into humans in, during the fall. So, hu so this leftist virus overall, in the rejection of Jesus Christ, in the rejection of God, there is the belief that, left, that the left has that we are gods, that humans are gods, mm -hmm. that perfection does not come from above, but that man can make the world perfect. Now, so just very quickly here, so the leftist philosophy here is what they're brainwashing the youth with is everybody's equal. We're, we're going to build, we are the self-anointed redeemers. Everybody's going to hold hands, and we're going to create a perfect world. So with this teaching, you have to accept everything and everyone. And it sounds very good, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, we're going to accept everyone. We're going to be tolerant. We're going to hold hands. There's going to be utopia. But what happens if evil exists? Mm -hmm. You see? So what happens is the left trains and brainwashes the population in this way. So when the jihad comes, when Sharia comes, when an evil entity shows up, the people are so scared and intimidated now because they're supposed to be tolerant and accepting of everything. So 
when we might want to say something about Islam or jihad, right away the finger pointing starts. You're racist. You're an Islamophobe. You're a bigot. And many people are afraid, therefore, because if you're called those names, then you're not a good person because you're supposed to be tolerant. See, that's how that whole thing works, mm-hmm. right? So the left brainwashes the people in terms of that you have to be tolerant. And so what you were also alluding to, Brother Craig, which is crucial, is that through this tolerance, a poison and a serpent comes in that in the end suffocates you because Mm -hmm. of your belief in tolerance. Because, of course, we're tolerant, but we cannot be tolerant of those that want to suffocate and kill us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because even though when they represent 1% of a nation, and it was the same thing that Muhammad himself did this 1,400 years ago when they were... Mm -hmm. They, when their numbers were few and they were relatively weak, they mm-hmm. presented themselves as kind, as honest, as, you know, as, as nice people. And, you know, and, and the higher their percentages of a population went, they, they, you know, they, their behavior changes. They begin to ask for more. They begin to then not ask, but demand. Mm-hmm. And, and then not only demand, but to, create criminality and so that when the police come, you can cry racism. Exactly. Brother Craig, can I ask you something? Certainly. When I'm invited on shows uh, in the future, can I just bring you on and you answer the questions for me? Because, <laughs> because this, is, this, is, this is absolutely wonderful. Because everything you're saying, this is this this is perfect. That this is exactly what's going on. You're not. Well, you, you, I have experience the with these people. Yeah. As yeah. as a very as a very young man, I got involved with a uh, like a little Islamic study group that was uh, the people that ran it had been trained by the mm-hmm. Nation of Islam, and so mm-hmm. I'm like nineteen twenty years old, and so I'm being taught this stuff, and so they start yeah. the you know, and they they only teach you. A portion of it, and a lot of what I've learned about Islam since I was blessed by God to get away from them, they mm-hmm. they never brought up the wicked side. They were just it was just an indoctrination of how pure they are and their intent yeah. and how evil how Christians are just hypocrites. Absolutely. And and the truth is the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. And what we have to remember as Christians is that Christ said, when you are hated, remember, they hated me first. The world yes. hated me first. So we're not here to be popular. We're here to tell the truth. Amen. And and now to tell the truth about Islam, you're going to be called all kinds of names. Oh, but yes. But we know that we're the ones that actually love Muslims. We're the ones that love people. Look, what I'm doing every day with David Horowitz at the David Horowitz Freedom Center, we're fighting on behalf of Muslim women and Muslim girls mm-hmm. who suffer under Islamic gender apartheid honor killings, acid attacks, forced marriage, child marriage, female genital mutilation. We're on the side of Muslim women yeah. and girls. We love Muslim people. It's Islam that we have a problem with. Yeah. But what the enemy does is it twists it. They say that we hate Muslims, and yet they've turned their back on the suffering people under Islam. It's a very clever, shrewd game that they play. Yeah. And it's people like you, Brother Craig, and all of us that we're not going to stand for their lies. And what you mentioned earlier, Takiya, they have the right to lie and deceive us. And mm-hmm. guess what, Brother Craig? Who is Allah? He is the greatest of deceivers. Yes, it right? says that in the Quran. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and that's not in the training manuals in the United States militaries. You know, I don't know if it's been put back since Trump took over, but if it hasn't been put back, you know, maybe I need to um, 
um, do a send a tweet to Trump. <laughs> Absolutely. Brother Craig, Asia Bibi spent eight years rotting in a Pakistani jail. Yes. Because she drank out of Mm, a cup mm, that Muslims uh, believe that she's dirty because she's a kafir. And I want to ask, I want to ask, where is Joy Behar? Where's Chelsea Handler? Where's Kathy Griffin? Where are all these leftist feminists and the Me Too movement? Oh, they all care about women so much. Not a word on behalf of Asia Bibi. And masses of Muslims are storming the streets in Pakistan right now because they want her blood. That's Islam right there. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean we hate Muslims. We love Muslim people. Because You're right. Muslims we want to bring them to Christ. We we celebrate yes. you know, we celebrate when when one of them comes to truth. We don't hate the individual. We hate the ideology. It's the ideology. And so what they do is when we try to even stand up for the Muslim people that are persecuted under Islamic law, they say that we see this is what I show in my book. They what they have done is conflated Muslims with Islam. When we try to say something about Islam, they point the finger and say, Oh, you hate all Muslims. Mm-hmm. No, we're not talking about all Muslims. We're talking about the ideology that also persecutes Muslim people. Yeah. Now it's the devout Muslims. Like you see, this is this as you know, this gets into a difficult problem. Yes. Because there's many people born in the Muslim environment that never had a choice That's all they, know. they wanted to be. Yes. We have a problem with the devout people in that ideology that believe in Surahs 925 and 929 that say kill the unbelievers. That's mm-hmm. what the problem is. Yeah, and there have been in this country, there have been many Muslims who uh, were just honestly confounded by the anger of their young sons and thought that, well, maybe what I need to do is send him back home and so for some training from the imam and then their their son becomes a jihadist, and several of them have actually called the FBI to complain about their own sons, and the yes. FBI wouldn't listen. So for that type of a Muslim father, obviously I have no hatred for him. He's right. just a confused individual. Look, absolutely, brother Craig. Look, just just one picture. Let me just paint one picture. Okay, Under great. The, but we okay. got we got forty five seconds, so roll with it. Trump comes into power, gives the military the decisions on the ground. He says, you can make the decisions. Don't look to me. You just do what you got to do. They destroyed ISIS in the blink of an eye. Yes. Now, let me ask you this. Why didn't Obama do that for years? Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Not because of ignorance, not because of naivete, but because of malice. And that's what the left is all about. Amen to that. We're singing off the same hymn book, brother. <laughs> look, yeah. look, listen, folks, you got to get this book, Jihadist Psychopath. And also tell folks real quick how to, because you have a TV show online too. Tell folks how to get you. Well, you just look up the Glazov Gang, and you can watch my TV show, and we bring on all the guests that tell the truth. Go to jamieglazov.com and check it all out. But at this moment, I'm feeling something right now. I think the most important thing to say is wherever two or more people are gathered in his name, he is right here with us. Amen. God bless you, brother. Thank you, Brother Craig. All right. Bye now. Okay, take care. All right. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take our bottom of the hour news break. And when we come back, we will open up the phone lines. 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. 
Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news. My head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from Galilee. He's Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And, uh, hey, we would love to hear from you out there today. Uh, open up the phone lines here, our final 30 minutes of today's program. The number, of course, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. I would like to remind you all that... Uh, my organization, the First Amendment Inc., uh, we are having our second annual uh, winter fundraiser. And this is only our second one now, and this is our 11th year on the air. Okay, so um, we would really love to have your support. We have a very heavy lift coming up as we are seeking to uh, do a five-day-a-week program in the afternoons replacing most of the Michael Savage program we will be starting January, I think January 7th, uh, 4 to 6 uh, p.m. And uh, we want to uh, say hi and uh, welcome to Mike on line one. Mike, what's on your mind, brother? Hey, uh, that was uh, real interesting, those two guys you had on, uh, you know, uh, their books. Uh, thank you, thank you. And this, look, this is not just Mike. This is Big Mike, folks. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> I appreciate the com- uh, compliments. Uh, what I was going to say is, uh, what time is the uh, get-together going to be next Saturday? And it's going to be on Staples Mill Road, right? Yeah, Staples Mill right at Parham Road. And right. uh, from 10 to 2. Now we'll do the 2. Yeah, we'll do so, the show live from 10 to noon like we always do. The only yeah. thing different is we'll be doing it there in our offices rather than here at this uh, radio station. Uh, right. And then after the program is over at noon, uh, we'll hang around uh, for a couple of hours uh, just for fun and fellowship. It'd be great to uh, get to put faces to some of the voices that are here, like you, Big Mike, yeah. and uh, and some of the others out there that call in, and, uh, and particularly our donors to the First Amendment, Inc. It'd be so nice. It'd be so nice to be able to say thank you in person. Uh, well, because my wife it, and I uh, are planning on being there, but I guess uh, we'll come around 12 then. Huh? Oh, no, come around 10 because uh, uh, well, you can see. tied up with the uh, well, you can, there. Yeah, but I can just hand you the microphone, brother, and you can ask your question live uh, rather than call in. Well, the first thing, anybody comes over there, they'll say, Big Mike, well, he ain't big at all. He's only 5'8". <laughs> what in the world is this guy, <laughs> man talking about, Big Mike? And then I'll tell them, it ain't the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the right. fight in the dog, you, you, you brother. Just, you just meant my brain is what you mean. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Listen, but uh, uh, what, what, what uh, like I, uh, who was I going to say? Your, it's your that? heart, Mike, your spirit. You have uh, you have an indomitable spirit, man. Uh, well, I appreciate all compliments. But, uh, you know, I got to thinking the other day, and I says, you know, so many of these politicians, uh, let's put the Tea Party aside and maybe a few others, belong in jail. And the fact that they're not in jail 
shows you that this government is rotten to the core. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm going to vote for Trump. If Trump runs again, I'll vote for him. But he's going to end up looking like a fool after he's over there when they're running for uh, in the primaries. We're going to build that wall, and Mexico is going to pay for it. Yeah. And here it is two years later. We don't have the wall. We know that over half of the Republican Party doesn't want the wall. Mm-hmm. So This is true. And look, yeah. and I, let me let me read this to you, Mike, because I had pulled this up. It's interesting you said that. See, great minds think alike, and I had already pulled this Bible verse up. This is from the chapter 4 of the book of Nehemiah, verse 7. But it came to pass that when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashadites heard that the walls of America were being made up, that the breaches began to be stopped, they were very wroth with anger. And now this is verse 8. This is what you're talking about. And they conspired all of them together to come and fight and to hinder it. And this is what these low-fat Republicans and these demonic Democrats uh, and all the, uh, the the Muslim Brotherhood operatives that have been implanted in our government, and we just got a handful of real, honest Republicans fighting against all of those. And look, Mike, these stupid jokers went and lost control of Congress. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. That's going to make it just that much harder. Yeah, and, 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 and those stupid jokers on the state level lost control in, in the, you know, the state house here, the governorship and, and all yeah. that. Yeah. They wouldn't support their own people. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And this is a 70% center-right nation, a 72% center-right state in Virginia, and, you know, and a 70% Christian nation. And so you would think that we have a majority, but what we have is, Republican Governor Goofball, Republican Senator Stu Pidd, they lack the intellectual and the moral and the spiritual capacity to adequately call what would be their natural constituency. And so, you know, I've been saying it for years, Mike, that there are a lot of people that vote Democrat that if you were to speak to them and, you know, get down off your high horse and just speak to them like regular people, like particularly guys that have calluses on their hands and work boots on their feet. These are guys that they don't get any special favor from the government. They go to work like everyone else. Why would that guy vote Democrat? It's because you as a Republican, you do not know how to properly explain Republicanism or conservatism or Christian faith and how it impacts political life. You you just don't know how to do that. And so I've taken it as my mission to share with these people how to properly do that, Mike. Yeah, well, that, and that's good. You're doing the Lord's work there. And I think back to those days in the late 40s and the early 50s when I was living in Philadelphia and us kids were all over that city. I mean, and it was safe. That's yeah. basically, we've always had crime, but the percentages have really, mm-hmm. you know, they have really gone up. They didn't uh, they call say, it well, Philadelphia back well, then. You also have a higher percentage of the people do it being criminals. Yeah. And 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 yet I have some of my friends that have been voting Democrat all these years and they don't see that the Democrats are basically responsible for all this crap that's been going on. Well, this is what we got to do. We have to stop this silliness of my friend across the aisle. Okay? Yeah, it is silliness. Yeah. Yeah, it's it in and, and it's always a state of warfare. Look at all right, just take a look at how 
uh, President Bush has been treated. And, you know, and it was good that they spoke about his decency, but not one of the people other than a, a very few, I would say 80 to 85 percent of them, they spoke about Bush when he was president and his son when he was president yeah. in the most horrific terms. And now all of a sudden the same person that they hated, now they admire. Well, and and so uh, the thing about the Bushes, I mean, I voted for both of them twice. What what choice did we have? Right. Uh, and but they said, uh, well, I know the president, and I don't know about the kids. They probably did to his son. They voted for Hillary. Well, if they voted for Hillary, they don't have my respect anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I think they all did, and I was highly disappointed. And this is my thing about Governor Goofball or Senator Stupid or or President. Um, I you know, I need to come up with a new name there. Something that starts with a P. No way. No, I better not do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, it's so but uh, that's the ultimate in this. My friend across the aisle, and this is another thing too. How I I talked earlier in the program of how the Bush Clinton election and how it represented one generation. Uh, overtaking another and you know and it's been it's not the first time in human history people have had a choice and they made the wrong choice but god respects our god gave us our free will and and so and as a result he respects our free will and he lets us do what we're going to do and then we have to reap the reward for that now uh clinton representing the, the the wickedness of the baby boomer generation not that all baby boomers are wicked but generationally speaking, they that generation ushered in a lot of the precursors to things we're suffering with right now. And uh, the elder Bush supposedly kind of pseudo adopted Bill Clinton, but none of Bill Clinton's behavior changed. No, no, none of it. Cause that the, surprised me, George. Right. How in the world can they be on such good terms exactly. with the Clintons? Yeah, they are the Clinton Foundation was set up after this so-called adoption. So yeah. if the elder with all this dignity is supposed to take the wayward son, Bill Clinton, under his wing, wouldn't one think, if this was the, truly the case now, wouldn't one think that Bill Clinton would have felt sorry for what he had done and had, would change his ways and seek to emulate his new adopted dad? Well, you, you know, would think so. And, and wasn't Jesse Jackson supposed to be helping him out morally? Well, I yeah, mean, and then come, we find Jesse out about Jackson him, now, we? come on, Big Mike. <laughs> I mean, give me uh, a He's break. a poverty pimp, a pulpit pimp. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but anyway, it just, you know, the Clinton Foundation, the whole reason behind the email server that Hillary had was to hide the criminal criminality of the Clintons raking in millions, not yeah. just a few million, but yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars from around the world in exchange for putting America in peril. They yeah. were worse than the Rosenbergs, yeah, and, and they really should be stood in front of a brick wall and shot. Uh, and look what, look what they're trying to do to Flynn and Manafort uh, and, you know, uh, compared to these other ones, they end up doing all this criminal activity. Nothing happens to them. They end up becoming multimillionaires. Yeah. And, uh, and they tell me uh, what uh, Muchel Obama's book is selling real good. Oh, yeah. One and a half million copies. And Isn't that uh, something and advanced them how many millions? 60 or 70 millions? Yeah, 70 million. And look at the ugly things that she said about Trump. Okay. I yeah. mean, 
you know, and, and look at how gracious the previous president, uh, George Bush, look at how gracious he was when they came into the White House. And then they don't return that graciousness when it's their turn to leave. And it's like, you know, spiritually speaking, you almost have to go in there with a spiritual pressure washer and, and, and clean the White House out. It's yeah, just, it's, right. it's, it's, it's really, really bad. But listen, my brother. I know. And, you know, people say, well, you know, we talk about the times. Well, we can't go back. We can't go back. Well, I tell you, you either go back because we have gone forward technologically and we've gone backward morally, and we are headed for disaster. Well, this like is, I've said many times before, and you've said it too, the Lord will not be mocked. This is true, Mike. But listen, and have a good day and a good weekend. And, and I'll, I'll see you I'm next. Wasted. I'll see you I, next week, brother. <laughs> oh, I've been, I'm looking forward to it. Bringing my better half with me too. All right, and my better half will be there as well, Maximus. <laughs> we'll see you. All right, brother. All right, bye. bye now. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take our final break of the day, and uh, hopefully we'll have another call here. Area code 804-454-1366 is the number. Uh, particularly if there's someone from West Point or Williamsburg that has familiarity with the situation with the school teacher that got fired uh, in West Point, uh, basically because the man was living out his Christian values. Uh, I would love to hear from you, okay, 804 804- Four five four one three six six. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. 
Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Attention tradesmen, since 2009, CodeUpdateForYou.com has provided continuing ed courses to renew your fuel, gas, plumbing, electrical, or HVAC card. CodeUpdateForYou.com aims for simplicity from sign-up to course completion and sends in your results for you. With CodeUpdateForYou.com, you can complete your course from your home or work computer 24-7 at your own pace, experience great customer service, and get your required CEU credits by going to CodeUpdate, number four, letter U.com. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here. Our final segment of an excellent, excellent program. Uh, we probably have uh, time to take one more call here with 10 minutes to the end of the show. And um, I, I can't wait to hear uh, one of my favorite versions of Oh Holy Night. And um, I just, I just, we're going to close out with that. I love that song, folks. And I love all these Christmas songs. Uh, this time, I'm just a Christmas baby. I tell you, it's uh, such a wonderful, wonderful time of year. And uh, and it's not because of Santa Claus and Rudolph and, and uh, Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> okay, I'm not hating on Santa now, but I'm just saying Jesus is the reason for the season. And uh, look, we really, really... Oh, and by the way, if you want to uh, maybe be our final caller, caller of today, 804-454-1366 is the number, 804 804- Four five four one three six six. Uh, particularly if you know uh, something, if you were in attendance, uh, the uh, Peter Vlaming uh, incident out in West Point, uh, where the school board voted five zero to fire the man. Okay, it's just it's 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 really really ugly. But um, before I get uh, on to that, I'm going to kind of close out with that. Uh, and he's a good Christian man. Uh, but I do want to remind you uh, one last time that uh, next Saturday we're broadcasting live. And I know folks are busy. It's the Christmas season. You're out shopping and doing things to spread uh, Christmas joy, and I, I applaud that. But while you're out and about, uh, we're going to be uh, at our event for four hours. You do not have to stay for the whole four hours, but we would love for you to come by and say hello. Okay? Uh, we're going to be there from 10 a.m., to 2 p.m., all right, uh, 10 to noon, we'll be doing the radio program live, and then noon to 2 uh, will be fun and fellowship and food. And and so just, you know, come on out, bring a friend, you know, bring the grandkids, uh, say hi to Mrs. Hatchet and Maximus, and, uh, and you can say hi to Brother Craig, too, and uh, we're just going to have a fantastic time. And uh, so, and it's all uh, for a good cause. Um, uh, the work of my organization, the First Amendment, Inc., okay? Freedom is truly a use-it-or-lose-it 
proposition and our freedoms have been being encroached upon for decades. Okay. For decades, our freedoms have been being encroached upon. And, you know, my mission in life is to make people realize that freedom is a gift from God. It's not, uh, the government doing you a favor. Okay. God did it. And the government just has to respect it. Okay. And the only way they respect it is if you demand it. And so, uh, this is, uh, and this takes work folks, uh, because folks are very active in trying to deny you your freedom, trick you out of your freedom, offer you all kinds of shiny objects. You know, I mean, even, you know, even a little child sees a piece of cheese in a trap, knows that that's a trap. That's not free cheese. Now the mouse doesn't know that's why mouse traps work. And so, but all this free stuff, well, I don't care what it is, free education, free health care, a free apartment, free food, free this, free that, you know, anything that a government gives you and they say, we're giving you something free, folks, that's just cheese and a mousetrap. That's all it is. And so we try to get folks to see that and to show you that you don't need uh, any uh, government promise uh, that the Lord will take care of you if you just live a godly life by the instruction book, the instruction manual that's been created for us. And that's the Holy Bible. And so, and it's really not all that complicated, okay? Because the God's holy word, and again, this is not the word of Brother Craig. This is the word of God where it's written, I'm a very old man and I've seen a whole lot of things in my life. But one thing I have not ever seen is a child of God begging bread. Okay. And so you have to just take that into your heart and resist all this free stuff. Okay. And resist people that come to you telling you, uh, we're going to give you free stuff as, I mean, these are the same people that want to, uh, have death in the womb of a mother. These are the same people that would prefer, uh, the illegal aliens that have no border, uh, and then come in here and get all kinds of free stuff that you pay for, but you can't get it. These are the same people that prefer uh, criminals over law-abiding citizens. These are the same people that prefer uh, crony capitalists over honest, hardworking citizens. I mean, you just go down the list, and and everything these people choose is ungodly, and everything that they fight is godly. And I say God bless those students and those parents in West Point, Virginia, they are protesting the uh, firing of this teacher, uh, Peter Vlaming. The man was a French teacher, okay, who's lived in France, okay, uh, for years, okay, and from all accounts is an excellent French teacher. And I remember my French teacher, uh, and I went to Charles City High School right next door to West Point, okay. We used to play West Point. I, I, matter of fact, I played West Point four times a year, okay, uh, football, twice in basketball, and again in track, okay? So, you know, I know a good bit about West Point, although it's been a long time, but, these, you know, God bless these people, and God bless Peter Vlaming and his family, and I, I hope someone has set up a GoFundMe page to help this man out because here at the Christmas season, this man has been fired over nothing and he is the sole breadwinner in his family. The man has a wife and four children, and nobody cares about him, but these are the nice, tolerant people, okay? And why was he fired? Some uh, ninth-grade chick uh, has made a decision. She wants to be called he and him, okay? And 
The teacher says that that's a lie. I'm not going to do it. But he's respectful enough of her decision to say, well, if you want to be called Sam or Frank, I'll call you that, but I'm not going to call you he or him because you're not a he. You're not a him. You're a she. But I'll call you, you know, if you don't like Susie anymore, I'll call you Sam. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Okay? So the school board votes 5-0 to fire the man. They should have voted 5-0 to fire the principal and the school superintendent. Okay, in my estimation, that's what they should have done. And they have the right to fire whomever. Okay, and uh, but at 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 least that's legal precedent. There was a very similar case in Ohio. Uh, A teacher was fired because he had a Bible on his desk. Okay, and that's the only. There was nothing. He wasn't pushing the Bible. He wasn't. Although there's nothing wrong if he wanted to do that, but he was not proselytizing. The Bible was just on his desk, and these demon-crats got tired of seeing the holy word of God as though they are a vampire or something, and they decided they were going to complain about it and have the man fired. It went all the way up to the Ohio Supreme Court, and a 3-2 decision uh, went against him, and he and they upheld the firing uh, in the judge presiding was really not in agreement was not in agreement with the firing, but he said they had the right to do it. And uh, but anyway, that has to be the final word here, folks. And um, hopefully, we'll see you all uh, next Saturday, ten to noon, eight six five nine Staples Mill Road, eight six five nine Staples Mill Road in the Virginia Christian Alliance Building, uh, right there at uh, Staples Mill in Parham. God bless you. We're going to see you next week live. Stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our deep Savior's birth. Long live the world in sin and in pining till he.